Girl Camper is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. To learn more about what Progressive can do for you, call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or go to progressive.com backslash RV. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my little 1966 Go Tag Along vintage travel trailer. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can become a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome. This is Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster, and this is Episode 31 of Girl Camper, the Podcast. My special guest today is Nashville Beauty singer and songwriter Ruthie Collins. In addition to being a performer, Ruthie is an avid collector, stylist, designer, and model for the beautiful line of clothing made by Farmhouse Frocks. In addition to all of that, Ruthie is a girl camper and she owns a beautiful 1975 Argosy that she gutted and turned into her own little private green room, mini venue, and backstage lounge where she hangs out with the band before she goes on stage. Stay tuned to hear about how this upstate New York farm girl became the princess of Nashville. Camper, the podcast, is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Get the perfect amount of coverage wherever you roam around the United States, with packages available for seasonal use or for full-timers. I really love this because we have the girl campers that are out there, and they've been going all year long strong, and I'm following them online. Those are our full-timers, but we got our weekend girl campers too. So if you want to find the coverage that's right for you, Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit progressive.com backslash RV and get more information today. Well, if you're one of my Tuesday morning first thing listeners, as you're listening to this, I am driving, God willing, to Davis, West Virginia for our long-awaited Go Girl Go weekend. And I have to tell you, the weather does not look good. (laughs) It's not going to stop us. We are going and we're having fun because we're like the postman. Nothing can keep us from our appointed parties. (laughs) So as of right now, I'm looking at the uh, five-day, seven-day forecast, and we are looking at rain on Friday, thunderstorms on Saturday, and snow on Sunday. (laughs) So I want all the 10 campers to know I'll put you up in my cabin because I am not towing a trailer on this trip. I'm going to be staying in a cabin there 
because I got my mom and I don't want my mom to sleep in a tent and or in a cab in a trailer with me. So my mom will come. But if she's staying in a cabin where she has year round perfect temperature control. So my mom is coming with me. I'm staying in a cabin. And if anybody gets really cold, they can come in and uh, sleep on the floor in the cabin. But we're going, we're going to have fun no matter what the weather is. And that's all part of the whole idea about camping. It's just one of the experiences they have. Of course, it's great to camp in ideal weather. That's lovely. But some of the best times I have had camping with the girls is being stuck in a trailer, playing cards, laughing our heads off, making soup, and just being silly and telling stories all afternoon while the rain comes down. It's going to be fun no matter what the weather is. And I want to tell you that if anybody is listening and they're going to be near that and they don't, they're not coming on the trip, we still have our camper college that is happening at the Go Girl Go event. So I mentioned it last week. If you're behind on your listening, Chris Baum, who is the chief operating officer of Little Guy Worldwide, Little Guy Worldwide produces the Tag and Tab trailers. They're the largest manufacturer in the world of teardrop trailers. And guess what? He just happens to be coming to Go Girl Go to show us how their wonderful trailers work. <laughs> so if you're within the sound of my voice and you just want to come by the campground, you don't have to have an appointment. It's a free demonstration. You can see Chris anytime you want on his videos on YouTube, but we're going to have him there in person for Q&As and he's going to take us through all the things. And that's what we call a camper college. And I think there's just no better way to help women understand that this is something they can do than to actually just stand there showing people. Uh, the YouTube videos are great, but just being there in person and being able to ask questions and see and go and put your hand in the nozzle and go, okay, I turn this to the left and that's going to drain the water. I learn something new. I mean, I'm at camper colleges all the time, but I learn something new every time I go to one. So I'm so excited that Chris is coming. is going to be there Saturday May 14th at 10 a.m. in the campground. If you're in the area, just come to the campground and ask for the girl campers. You will spot us because we're easy, easy to spot. <laughs> so I'm on my way to West Virginia. Now, I have some other exciting news to report. Something else is happening on Tuesday, May 10th. Drum roll, please. Stephanie and Jeremy Puglisi's book, The Idiot's Guides to RV Vacations, is being published today. So Stephanie and Jeremy are the hosts of the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast, which can be heard every Friday morning on iTunes, Stitcher, all the, all the regular places that you listen to podcasts and on their, their website, RVFTA, RV Family Travel Atlas.com. So you could hear it on there or, or if you don't have it subscribed in iTunes. So Last summer, Stephanie and Jeremy wrote a book, The Idiot's Guide to RV Vacations. And I don't actually have my own copy yet. I ordered an advanced copy. And so they ship it on the day it comes out. So I'm not going to actually have that copy in my hands until I get home from West Virginia, unless Stephanie brings me one when she comes down to camp like a girl with us. So I actually had dinner with Stephanie and Jeremy Saturday night and they said, oh boy, we laid out a book to bring you and we forgot to bring it to you. So 
I can't tell you any more than what I know. I don't have the book in my hands to share, but I do know this. The book is 40 RV Vacation. So it's broken down in regions of the country. And so it'll tell you, let's just take Acadia National Park. So if I were going to do Acadia National Park, here's the campgrounds I could stay at. Here's the things I could do in and around the campgrounds in the national park. And here's what's happening in the towns. Here's where I could eat. So it gives you a full scope of all the things that you could do if you were in that area of the country. In addition to that, it's full, chock full of things like tips for your safety and comfort when you're RVing. So the book is coming out. And I happen to know somebody who knows somebody who could get me an autographed copy, wink, wink. So if you would like a free autographed copy of Stephanie and Jeremy's book, it's the usual route. You just have to go in and sign up on girlcamper.com for our podcast. No, not the podcast. Sign up for the blog alerts. So if I publish a new blog, which, you know, with me does not happen very often because I'm actually not a blogger. I'm a podcaster. (laughs) But sometimes I post a blog about a camper college or something coming up. And of course, the podcast is a blog alert every week too. So it'll give you a thing saying every week you'll get a notice saying, That's what the podcast is this week. So come out once a week, twice a week at the most. So you're not going to be besieged with mail. But if you sign up, you'll be in the list. And everybody who's already in the list is always still in the running. So I pick the name from all the new people that sign up and all the people who are already on the list. So if you want an opportunity to win Stephanie and Jeremy's autographed copy of The Idiot's Guide to RV Vacations, just go on and sign up. Okay, and when I get the book next week and I actually have it, then I'll I'll review it. (laughs) I'm sure I'm going to give them a very high rating. (laughs) So one more thing I want to tell people before we go on to our campfire chat, and that is to please mark your calendars for June 3rd, 4th, and 5th, which is the Country Living Fair. It's coming up already again, and then, then Country Living takes the summer off because there's two in the late spring, early summer, the April one in Nashville, and then the June one in Dutchess County, New York, at the Dutchess County Fairgrounds, Rhinebeck, New York, June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And then we won't see another Country Living Fair until September when my favorite one happens in Columbus, Ohio. So June 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my new trailer with me. So when I get home from Davis, West Virginia, my husband is taking a couple of days off work and we're heading out to Indiana and we're going to pick up the new trailer and we're going to come home and then we're going to transform it in a two and a half week period and it's going to be on display at the Country Living Fair in Rhinebeck, New York. So that's our news for today. We're going to be back in a minute with our campfire chat. presents RV Travel Tips, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Ladies, I want to tell you this. Before you head out on the open road, it's important to plan your route and pick reliable destinations to stay and visit. 
It's nice to have alternative options available just in case something goes wrong, but plan your trip ahead of time. Know where you're going. This is just another way Progressive has you covered while you're out on the road. Well, in our campfire chat today, I just have been waiting to find a moment to tell you about two women that inspire me to just create. Okay, so in our online community, there's so many people doing so many wonderful things. And we do have some good shows coming up with some of these women that I have just been dying to get on the show because if I'm inspired by them, I'm sure everybody else is too. So I want to tell you about two of my favorite people to stalk online when I'm sitting in bed at night and going through my um, Facebook pages and things. So one of them is Glitzy Glamper. And Glitzy Glamper, she's known to us as Glitzy Glamper, but to the rest of the girl campers and sisters on the fly, we know her as Angela Boone Leachman. Angela, she's just the essence of creativity, but she's so darn nice, you can't help but love her. Usually people like that with all that talent just can drive you nuts, but she is the sweetest, kindest, most lovely lady, and I, I, I just love peeking into Angela's glitzy glamper world all the time. So Angela lives down in Louisiana, and she and her husband have a ranch. They they have cattle, and they grow hay, and she's a farmer. And I love every spring when Angela is posting all the new babies as they're being born, the birthing season, and she always posts those beautiful pictures of the little calves, and I love looking for that. I love everything about watching Angela's life <laughs> unfold on Facebook. So Angela started um, a couple years ago when she joined the Sisters on the Fly. She bought this cute little Scotty trailer, and she was posting pictures on the Sister on the Fly Facebook page. The paint job she did on this trailer was spectacular, and she made these designs herself. Some fabric company better scoop her up. She should be designing wallpaper and fabric and, and everything. She's incredibly gifted. She made all the stencils, and it was just so beautiful. And she used that camper once or twice, and she sold it. And so she began just collecting campers this way that we have a habit of doing. <laughs> but she has a farm she could park them on, and she has a super husband, super duper. We went, We can't even call Skip a Mr. Sister. There has to be a designation that's bigger than Mr. Skip, uh, Mr. Sister for Skip Leachman because this guy makes her dreams happen and, and, and she's no slack. So anyway, they have a place to put this in and they get those campers in solid, good, restored, runnable, usable condition and then the decorating begins. And Angela does such a beautiful job. And every time she finishes one, I think, oh my gosh. That's my favorite trailer she ever did. And then she pulls the next one out of her hat. And, and then I have to revamp my, my uh, you know, my conclusion on that. So, so her whole website, Glitzy Glamper on Facebook, she just, it started to turn into a business for her. And everybody wanted the trailers. And she caught the eye of a very um, clever couple. And their names are Casey and Sterling Van Kertren. And so State Casey and Sterling bought a piece of property near Round Top, Texas. Now, Round Top is that it's a destination, just like the country living fairs are, the antique epicenter of Texas, Round Top, Texas. And so when Round Top happens, 
the town, it's just a little town, Round Top, and it turns into this mega epic antique center a couple times a year. And then there isn't a hotel room, B&B, &B, campground to be had. And so Casey and Sterling bought this property and they created what they call the Lone Star Gallery. The Lone Star Gallery is the first in the whole country indoor campground. You've got to go on Facebook or Google Lone Star Gallery. Angela and her husband did all the trailers. So it's literally an indoor campground. All of Angela's beautiful trailers are lined up in there and you book them like a hotel room. I just love this. I think it's so great. I can't wait to go down there. So it's all temperature controlled. You're inside. It, well, my mom lives in Texas. So if you don't live in Texas, you don't know how stinking hot it can get down there. So, and humid and tornadoes and bad weather. The weather is extreme in Texas. So having these trailers all inside in a temperature controlled place, and some of them even have air conditioners if you wanted additional cooling, but you rent them like a hotel room. $159 a night. They're in this beautiful indoor and you got your own little porch and, and chairs and umbrellas set up inside and party lights. You've got to go on to the Lone Star Gal. I'll put the link in the show notes, but you'll just want to go to their Facebook page and to Angela's Facebook page, Glitzy Glamper. So Angela is going to be on the show, but she's super busy right now because it's haying season and all the babies were just born and her daughter's getting married. So she's she's one busy, fun, happy, lovely woman. But we're going to have her on later in the show. She was just on the Pink, Fling Pink Flamingo RV podcast with a great interview. But I had so many more questions that I wanted to ask her after I listened to her interview. So treat yourself to an hour on social media. Make yourself a cup of tea and sit down and get on Facebook glitzy glamper and look at all of Angela's beautiful camper in addition to these campers she now has a plasma cutting tool in which she is taking corrugated metal the kind that you put on a roof and cutting them out to be in the shape of angel's wings and light fixtures that she hangs from a ceiling this woman is talent uh, she's just talented in ways that you can't even imagine she 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 has ideas that never stop so Angela uh Leachman is just absolutely one of my favorite people to just spend a half an hour with online and see what she's up to lately so I want to tell you about another person whose Facebook page I just can't get off of and that is my friend Tabitha Marie who is a Long Island mom who can do with a pop-up what you cannot even imagine she came on my radar last summer when I was posting on my Instagram. So my Instagram feed is girlcamper528. And sometimes when I'm really ambitious about it, I get a theme going. And like I'll just post awnings or outdoor setups or kitchens or whatever. So last year I had this thing that I wanted to tell women Lots of people will write to me and say, oh, I've got this old moldy pop-up camper in the backyard. We haven't opened it in 10 years. We used to camp in it with the kids. And so I thought, gosh, there, there has to be a way for people who don't have the finances to order a, a new trailer or don't have the energy to um, revamp a tin can tourist kind of trailer if I had a pop-up in my backyard, there must be something you could do with it to bring it around. Well, I was thinking to myself, 
if I had a pop-up, I could just fix it up until I got enough money or the resources to buy what I really wanted. And so when I was searching Google Images, I came across Tabitha Marie's pop-up trailer. And I don't know why anyone would ever trade this trailer in for anything else. So lots of people don't like pop-ups. And I think the one negative about a pop-up is that when you're at a rest stop, you can't climb in it. That's just the only thing. There's so many pluses in the uh, pop-up side now, especially if you look at Tabitha Marie, what she has done to her pop-ups. So, several sisters on the fly have pop-ups. None of them quite are like Tabitha's. What she has done to the pop-up trailer is just, it's stunning. Pop-up trailers have so much room inside of them. There is so much space. So I started just following her. I posted some pictures of her pop-up and they got so many likes on Instagram. It's like a floating hotel room because you know that those cantilevered beds that hang out over and it just looks so inviting and she has She's a worker bee. I mean, she took these things apart. This isn't lipstick on a pig. She tears these things down and rebuilds them, and they are made to last and absolutely beautiful. So I started following her, and last week, Tabitha started a new Facebook group called Extreme Glampers Club. And I got a thing for it, so I sent it out. I, I posted a bunch of my people, please join this group. And I'm enjoying this feed so much already. It's just a great place where people are posting pictures of their remodels, things they're doing, what their ideas are, how they're upcycling their vintage finds to make room for them and space for them and a new use for them in their trailers. And I can tell right now already, this is going to be one of my favorite groups. So treat yourself to a cup of tea, sit down, go on Extreme Glampers Club, which is a Facebook page, then go over to Glitzy Glamper, Angela Boone Leachman's Facebook page, and then if you're done with that, go on to the Lone Star Gallery and take a look at that indoor RV park down in Texas. I'm up for a trip there. We're going to be back in a minute, and we're going to be talking to the delightful Ruthie Collins, singer, songwriter, all-around great gal, and a girl camper to boot. We'll be back in a minute with our interview with Ruthie. Well, welcome. I am here at the Country Living Fair with my new favorite person at the Aww. Country Living Fair, Ruthie Collins, singer, songwriter, country western performer. <laughs> and uh, Ruthie is performing here, but what drew me to Ruthie initially was her beautiful 1975 Argosy that, mm -hmm. that is parked here. And that is your mobile green room, huh? Exactly, yes. So welcome, Ruthie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, gosh. Thank you for coming. Of you know, and um, it's been great meeting you. And we've been having so much, so fun, much fun chatting and eating green fried tomatoes yes, here so and, and having so much fun in your trailer. Ruthie, 
you're not a Nashville native, are you? I'm not, no. And I'm actually from a little town called Fredonia, New York, which mm-hmm. is about an hour away from Buffalo. And I get lots of funny looks when I say I'm from New York and I'm a country singer, especially if I'm holding a banjo. <laughs> but it's a very rural area where I grew up and country music is just huge there. So I fell in love with it in middle school and knew that was what I wanted to do. Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, what was life like uh, for Ruthie growing up? What, tell me about your family. Sure. So I grew up on a grape farm, so in a vineyard that's been in my family for over 100 years. Oh my goodness. My mom, my grandma, my great-grandma all grew up on that farm, so um, those women really instilled this love for all things vintage in me. Um, You know, passing down antiques and linens and recipes and the whole deal, we've just... It's always been a big And you're part a big Pinterest life. fan, right? I am right? a huge Pinterest fan. So that all kind of plays together, and I try to bring those elements into my music as well. Well, I listened to your songs last night, Aww. and I got to tell you, they really touched the heartstrings. Thank you. And, um, you know, I, I loved your song, Get Drunk and Cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got to write what you know. <laughs> well, I don't think there's a woman out there. It, uh-huh. uh, honestly, when I was listening to that song, it took me back to my college days in the bathroom of a bar crying over an old yes. boyfriend. And I'm yes. so glad those days are behind me but but when you're in them you know that really touched the heartstrings and when I was listening to your song but and and I really loved your cover song of Ramblin' Man. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was actually my first single that we released to country radio last year so that was exciting. It was a very very big departure from what what else I've always been doing. It's very different. I never set out to put dance beats in a bluegrass mm-hmm. song, but it just kind of happened. My label got really excited about it. It felt new and fresh and different, right. so we put it out there. So tell me, really so bad. you're growing up in New York, and then you went off to college in Boston, mm-hmm. right? I went to Berkeley College of Music. Okay, and then when you left college, you came here to Nashville mm-hmm. right away? I didn't come right away. I actually left. I'm so silly. I left college. I had half a semester. Well, you're preaching to the I choir. I had a semester to go. Yeah, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. So Okay, so I left to take this job in Texas at a church, and it just wasn't creative, creatively stimulating enough for me so I knew I needed to get to Nashville I majored in songwriting in college so I knew that was the end goal for me was writing songs so I moved to Nashville after a brief stint in Texas okay Antonio and then moved to Nashville and just started writing with anyone who would write with me I was waiting tables at the Cheesecake Factory oh my god yeah the starving artist oh lord yes I was starved a lot I ate that bread from the Cheesecake Factory (laughs) so much um but I met a girl there named Victoria Gibson, and she was a fellow singer-songwriter. We both played Martin guitars, and so we kind of hit it off and became really close friends, and we started a duo together called Wild Honey. And that duo, we were featured on CMT's Can You Duet, season one. We actually came in sixth okay. on that show, and that really kind of raised the bar for me in town. It allowed me to get you got your name out there a little, people, better writers, better producers, and through that, wrote with some people who led me to Curb Records and signed with them about four years ago. And okay, so been, your label is Curb Records, C U R B, like yes. Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right, but yes. in your case, not <laughs> be enthusiastic. Yes, absolutely. Which is, and so you. You have an EP out. Mm-hmm. We released an EP last year, and we're working on my first full-length record right now, which is going to be out hopefully sometime this summer. I'm basically living at the studio right now. To get okay, so are you done recording it, we're or are you working on it? 85% done recording. We've just got a couple more overdubs to do, and then one song pretty much still needs to be flushed out in its entirety. But for the okay. most part, we're getting there. So everything on your new album, is everything on the album original, yes. something you wrote? I wrote. So let me ask you this, because I've, I've heard this about Nashville and women. Do you yes. think Nashville treats country women singers the way they treat men? I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> Do you want to tell about that? Because sure. I, I have 
to me, I look and I see there's all these male country western singers, mm -hmm. but it seems to be the same half dozen women. So what is going on? You know, I don't really know when it started because the 90s seemed like they were a huge time for women in country music. You know, you had yeah. Shania and Faith and Jody Messina and Leanne Rimes, and there seemed like there were a lot of women. But somewhere in the 2000s, um, when, of course, when I moved to town, yeah. um, I'm not <laughs> you exactly did it. sure. Yeah, it was me. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but females started to get a bad a reputation for being hard to break. Um, record labels stop signing females and I'm not sure what are they what does that even mean thing. like hard to break so, that sounds so negative yeah, like, like like it's a lot more work to get a female song up the charts hard to break into the, the music industry, industry. okay yeah. where a male might be a lot easier to get a number one off right, okay. right out of the gate okay um I don't know why that is I don't know where that came from but I do know that they you know and it's not necessarily the record label's fault it's not the radio station's fault I'm not sure it's a chicken egg thing nobody really knows what happened first but somewhere along the line there just started being less and less and less of females so singers. what happens you come out with a great song mm -hmm. and you play it and somebody says wait we already have this sound well I can give you an example I made a record um, and turned it into a record label that I was signed with and, uh -huh. and um, they heard the record and the head of the label said I love this record I hear hits all over it we're not gonna put it out because you're a girl and that's too hard Oh my so gosh. So I think that in life, yeah. no, no judgment. It's a lot of times you just want to take the easiest path. Yeah. You know, the path of least resistance. And females, for whatever reason, are not easy right now. But when they break, they're the biggest thing ever. When they, yeah. when you're successful but breaking them, you not... have a Taylor Swift or a Miranda Lambert, okay. and they're huge. Now, it has been getting better because last year, um, well, because of just the nature of what's going on, women started really fighting back, and all these organizations started really fighting for women, you know, in Nashville. Because it's like, since labels aren't signing them, publishing companies are now not signing as many female songwriters because, you know, for instance, I write songs for women, so there's not very many artists to record them. To record those songs in Nashville. So publishing companies are signing less women, and we really need to develop, and they're doing a great job of it now, a way to cultivate these young female singer-songwriters and artists who are going to be coming up and changing this, you know, in the years to come. But there's great movements, like CMT has started one called Change the Conversation, and then they have CMT's Next Woman of Country. They have, um, there's a company, a great group in town called Song Suffragettes that features an all-woman show once a week for aspiring singer-songwriters who are coming up. Um, so it's really become a thing and a movement in Nashville and especially so when there was a, a radio consultant last year I'm not sure if you heard this story but it, it got some national attention because it was really just so ridiculous so this radio consultant went on record and was quoted that he told all of his stations first of all there's an old saying in radio you never play two females back to back Oh really? That's the first way to get your ratings to go down. Oh, which is ridiculous. But that's what that they've been saying that for 50 years, right? Okay. So this guy, he said that and then he said, you know, you need to think about women in country music. Well, you need to think of country music as a salad, right? So let's say country music is a salad. The men are the lettuce and the women are the tomatoes. Oh my god. And it was just the most random. I mean, people have been fired from yes. positions for taking for saying, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. If this yeah. was a corporation like Lululemon, the, the CEO be, would be out the door. Be but this guy, I mean, and 
all the record labels in town were like, yeah, I see that. No one really came to bat. I mean, the artists yeah. went crazy. You know, Casey Musgraves, I think she had a heyday. Was there, was there Twitter. a Twitter like? Oh, uh, backlash uh, yeah. so much. Yeah. And it was just such a random metaphor, too. It was like, why are we talking about salad right now? So they call it Tomato Gate now. Yeah, Tomato Gate. Gate. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it really it helped to raise awareness. So I'm, I'm glad you said it. Referencing women as tomatoes seems like right off the bat, like, oh, uh, come on. So now we all, like, we'll wear our tomato t shirts. Okay. It's a thing that we're like proud to be tomatoes or whatever but it was just such a weird thing but it did help I'm, I'm happy you said it because it helped raise more awareness to what is going on in Nashville because if you're just listening to the radio you might not realize it because you might hear the band Perry who has a female in the group or you know Little Big Town who has a female two females in the so group. do females do better when they're in, yes. a, in a duet yes yeah when they have if to I be went to my record label right Sugar now, Land like, like yes, yeah. yes. So Absolutely. if you went to your label and said, hook me up with some guy that's... Oh, like, I, it, it, I, I, now they're really excited about my music and we have this record coming out. So maybe not right now, but I think if I had done that six months ago, they would have been like, sweet, let's go. Yeah, let's go. You know, we yeah. got a spot for you now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, when you uh, client hit the top of the mountain without them, I'll be the first one oh. cheering for you. Well, I have such an amazing label and they're so supportive and there's people there that really let me do what I do and embrace that. And so I'm, I'm so so lucky as a female to even have a record deal let alone one with such wonderful people working with me yeah and, and I just met your um, sound engineer here Craig, ago. yeah yes Craig was walking around the country living fair with Miss Jenny his yeah. wife and they're yeah. wonderful so yeah I'm very lucky they so you've got a great team I do I have the best team um, they say it's harder to get a record deal and this isn't even as women this is in general mm-hmm. in Nashville than it is to get drafted into the NFL oh my goodness but you know you have a lot of talent. I listen to all, and you're a banjo player, which I play is a little banjo. I play guitar and banjo mostly on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I'm from a banjo family. Oh, my I dad know. was a banjo family. I was raised on bluegrass. Everyone yeah. in my family I grew up plays fiddle. Yeah, yeah. So I know we always say in our family we need we, we have fiddle players now because there's grandkids that play. Yeah. But growing up we didn't have a fiddle player. Oh, but I love banjo music and uh, my podcast theme I picked on purpose because it was banjo music. Nice. You know. But yeah. anyway, so. Uh, when I met you, I thought, "Wow, you're the total package. You're you're so tall and thin and blonde." And usually, I don't like to be photographed with people like you, but we, we just had our picture taken. <laughs> it looks great. It was so cute. Wonderful. Thank you for yeah. calling me thin, by the way. <laughs> but, but you are. You're very sweet. I've been so, eating fried green tomato sandwiches all weekend. Well, so who wouldn't? Yeah. You know, one in Nashville, right? But you live <laughs> yes, here, so I that do. you have to make no modifications. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're tell. Let's talk about your Argosy yes. because that's the coolest tour bus Thank I ever you. saw. So Thank tell us so the story of, what what year is it? It's a 1975 Argosy Airstream, so it's a painted Airstream. It's white, and it is yeah. just my little sweet and girl. And so what gave you the idea to do this? Well, the food truck revolution had kind of taken Nashville by storm, and um, I had this idea, you know, what, there's food trucks, why not Yeah. music trucks, you know? So I had this idea to take an old camper and turn it into a you know, a vintage performance lounge. Okay. Um, and a green room, like rolling backstage, you okay. know. Okay. And um, talked to my record label about it, and they loved the idea. And they said, well, we want to film it and make turn it into a web series. So we filmed the whole thing. And Where know, did you find the trailer? I found the trailer on Craigslist. Was it in Nashville? It was. It was in near Dixon, Tennessee. So you were really lucky. I found it 13 minutes after it was posted. Oh, you were. You, that's not lucky. That's blessed. Yes, yeah, you. Someone put your name on that. Yes, yes. Yeah, because that doesn't happen. No. Yeah. Yes. So you, you purchased it outright. Yes. And what kind of condition was it in? We're in a 
rough. It was really stinky. Um, the the floors weren't completely rotted through, but they were in places. Yeah. You know, around the door and the bathtub, mm-hmm. the normal spots. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that stinky shag carpet was underneath everything. I mean, so I it still had all the original everything. stuff in it. Yeah, it had never, it never maintained. No. No. And who did you buy it from? I bought it from this guy who had been using it as a, like a hunting sort of frat boy party house. Okay. <laughs> a man <laughs> Very cave. Very sweet guy. Yeah, it was a little yeah. man cave sitting out back of his mom's house, you know, out okay. in the country. And, oh, yeah, we did that to our son. We had a barn out there, oh. and we said, take all your friends and your equipment and your yeah. drums and go out there. And, Fine. yeah, it was yeah. a mess, but they weren't in the house. Right, exactly. Yeah, so his mom had the same idea, and she got an Airstream, Argosy. Yes. So what did you do to it when you got it? Because it's beautiful. Thank you so much. And I I teamed up with a guy, Chris, um, over at Auto Pro in Franklin. um, And we just, we gutted that thing. I mean, it Mm -hmm. didn't take us long. I was shocked at how quickly we had everything out of there. Because it wasn't, I... I, You didn't try to salvage it. You took it down to the skin. Because I knew that I needed an open, a completely open space. And I am a component, like, I, I love saving vintage things when I can, but there wasn't really anything left Savageable. in any kind of desirable condition. It was just, mm-hmm. it was not. And so your idea was to turn this into kind of the green room mm-hmm. or where the band hangs out yeah, when you're waiting to go area, on stage. Yeah. It's a lot. And you've even got these vintage microphones. Yep. And you've got a little stage yep. in the back. Yep. We play, yeah, we play in one end of the Airstream, and then we've got a little bar on the other side of the Airstream, and there's a vintage church pew on one side and vintage theater so all upholstered so you you could have a little audience of like 10 in there we fit up to i think we fit up to 23 people in there one day when we played for sirius xm the highway last year oh my gosh and they were their listeners were so you and the the band can tow that and just do a private performance for someone exclusive house shows and there's we made a video that's on my website that shows you how you can book us for a house show if you want and oh my gosh okay that sounds like all over. And we did yeah. a whole radio tour with it where we went to radio stations and played for the program directors and had them on the Airstream and put a drink So that's in their that hand. good old-fashioned thing with the years ago, like yes. when Loretta Lynn yes. and they go in station to station yes. making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches right. and right. getting the DJ to play your mm-hmm. record. Yeah, so it you still did works that. that way. Yeah. It yeah. still does, it huh? It does, yeah. Radio tours are a big deal for artists. I didn't know yeah. that. See, I thought they were all like sort of big mega media things and stations were owned and they were told what to play. So they, they still have choice they by are, DJs? But we, not so much, but we are still expected to visit. You need to make those relationships because those are your people. They okay. Might be, a lot of them are owned by Cumulus or iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. but there are a few that still get to do what they want and the big program directors they do have a they have some say they okay. really do and and those relationships serve so us so you're so just well. you're just networking you're just going out there making buddies and so how cool you pull up in your parking lot yeah. and you've got this thing and you ring yeah. the doorbell and you have them out for lunch out, and you yeah. sing them a song yeah. and it's interesting and then you know, they know you yeah well exactly that's really what it was for me so people would come over to my house and yeah. I used to get this all the time they would say it looks like Pinterest threw up in a good way <laughs> yeah. like okay Okay, that doesn't sound like a good thing, but okay, yeah. I'll take it that way. So, um, people were like, I just wish that these radio stations could see you in your element like this, could just see you playing guitar in your living room where everything just fits your brand so well. And that was kind of a little bit yeah. of the thinking was, you step into this airstream and you are in my world and you That's get your it. world. You immediately get what I'm going for, who I am, where I come from. So, let's talk about that with mm-hmm. the design mm-hmm. of your Argosy. I'm going to post pictures on it uh, with show note links, but and we'll, I'll feature it as the trailer of the week oh. because... Thank it's you. going to be so loved, but 
for those now just listening, I'm just going to describe the best I sure, can. Because yes. we know an Airstream, an Argosy looks like an Airstream, yes. but they're not shiny metal. They were painted. And you painted yours, and it says Ruthie Collins in this beautiful <laughs> font. And, and it's like, what did you say, a rolling pearl? It's like a pearlized mm-hmm. yeah. color. It's like a shiny little pearl going down the highway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I would be honking at you. I'd be one of those people honking at <laughs> you. But when you step inside of it, it's all blown open. It's like the open floor plan. Yes, so absolutely. think Joanna Gaines, oh, uh, you know, you. fixer, fixer upper. You and I are going to be, oh. we're going to be talking about yes, Joanna because we, we got an event best. coming up in Waco yes. and we're going to have some fun down there. But so it's a, it's a very fixer upper vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a very Joanna farmhouse Gaines yes. farmhouse. Yes. So, so the flooring in there, where did you get that flooring? So it's reclaimed pallets, but they're really wide. They look like a yeah, wide. Yeah, they're not plank, a pallet no. like from the kind we're right. used to. They're much wider, like a big barn for industrial yes. so they were shipping pallets from big trucks okay and the auto place that helped me do a lot of the work they just had them sitting out back behind the thing and I was like what are you doing with these and they're like nothing and I was like yeah. these are my floors and we talked a little bit about how that I was a little concerned by the weight yeah they're but heavy at the end of the day the look was just too cool and everything else is light mm-hmm. so you got that heavy floor <laughs> and then you took it down to the skin so how did you insulate we used the spray foam insulation. We had a guy come out and do that to really, and I just really wanted to make sure this thing was super, super watertight, you know? Right. Didn't want to deal with any of the leaks. No leaks. And we don't. We have none. So you got the new electric in and yes. new plumbing, and then you did the spray foam, and then you covered that with? We have, like, a barrier protected, like, a moisture barrier protection okay. layer of something. I can't remember the name of it. Okay. We, we filmed the whole thing. So when okay. I watched the video. Where is it? Is it on YouTube? It's or? not yet. It hasn't been released okay yet, you can watch the trailer for the series the series is called ready to roll and okay there's a trailer up on youtube for it and we're actually stuck in a little bit of legal still but it is okay it's going to come ready out. to I'm roll so, so I'll, i will at least put the link in the show notes yes, to the trailer and you can keep your eye out because it is coming out very soon on the diy network's online platform and also gac Oh, okay. So, okay. We're excited about that. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. So I love that about your whole brand, um, Ruthie. So you're not just a singer. You're a woman doing things. You're a girl camper. You're a singer. You're an artist musically, but you're an artist aesthetically. You've got these DIY bent, you know, and you you designed that trailer and it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. That's what I mean. You're the total package. You are so sweet. I just love you. (laughs) And I love you. Um, But I walked in that trailer and I I told you what my lake house looked like, so I immediately was drawn to that to get the whole vibe. So when you got all that done on the walls, then you put a tongue and groove little white beadboard. Under that and then the... Yes, got but I like board. the way you only went up like three quarters of the way, and then there's rustic barn board, uh-huh. and then yeah. yeah, then you did your ceiling. I really and the, wanted a tin roof. The tin what roof, can I say? yeah, that was I wanted a tin ceiling. So you got the white walls and then the tin, uh, rustic, um, distressed tin on the yes. ceilings, but then you have those beautiful chandeliers. Yes. Oh my gosh, those that's, were one of the things that that. There were two things that I was advised not to do. And you did them <laughs> and I anyway. I did them anyway. 
And those chandeliers have been really, really pretty good. They're just Pottery Barn chandeliers. They were not very expensive. Yeah. They were like $100. And if they're from Pottery Barn, maybe they're not real crystal, and that's why you don't... Because yeah. they, they look very sparkly. They are very sparkly. And every once in a while, I have to, like, screw the little pin back yeah. in, because when we're driving, it comes out a little bit. But I'll tell you, E6000. Oh, just put it on so there, smart. and it'll never come off oh, again. There you go. No, it happened to me, yeah. because I had a little um, chandelier. My friend Carol had one in her. Every time we would get there, all the little... Um, chain linked uh, crystals had fallen off and then we we glued them one day and that was so why do why do we do this every time then we have to search around in all the cushions and find the little screw caps so we just put a little dab of v6000 screwed it back on and you're done so there you go so you've got those beautiful and tell us about that refrigerator you've got this cool refrigerator smeg be still my smeg yes and you found it in country living magazine i saw my first smeg in country living and had been dreaming about one for years and years, ever since I saw that first So one. it looks like a 1940s mm-hmm. vintage refrigerator with all the round molded corners. perfect But I condition. opened your fridge when you weren't looking, uh-huh. and that is a state-of-the-art fridge yeah. inside. Yep, yep, it's brand new. Yeah. And Smeg was super, super generous. They gave me that fridge for the That was a nice present, because that, nice th- they're cause not like cheap. We said earlier, that fridge an investment. costs more than I paid for the whole Airstream. <laughs> But it it totally makes it. And the way you laid it all out. And then you have a little galvanized uh, oval bucket Mm -hmm. with nice faucets, sink there. And that's your dressing area. So I imagine when you're at a show and you're waiting to go on and you got your trailer out there, you can plug in your curling iron and touch up your makeup. And And I can put those little lace and burlap curtains hang down and have a little moment to myself. Yeah. Have a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Be relaxed. We have have a state of the art sound system in there, too great auto company in town sound image gave us all this equipment oh my god oh it, it's so, tricked out it's it's, it's i'm so it's so but awesome. i want to give you kudos on your design oh, because you. a lot of people can like a look mm-hmm. they don't know how to get it sure and you sure. like it and you know how to get thank it thank you so much you well, put that together so beautifully you. i will say you know when i had all that stuff sitting out on the concrete and it was the day where all of the furniture was gonna go in i was pretty nervous but it worked perfectly it know? absolutely did and you've got this gorgeous little Victorian love seat that oh, you had yes. all redone in like ticking fabrics yes. and and did you make all those pillows? I made almost all the pillows. I sewed them and did the iron-on transfer, so they're all very yeah. French-inspired. And they're, they're beautiful. The curtains, the pillows, and, you know. and you've got the neatest thing there. So you have a church bench, but you made a little. You made it L-shaped, you like an L-shaped did that? couch. Craig, Ooh. my engineer, who you just Aww. met, he. He's a woodworker on the side. He loves doing, you know, he makes beautiful DIY, things. yeah. Yes, and I said, I've got this church pew. Could you cut it up for me so I can make a little L? Yeah. Kind of like a church pew sectional. Yeah, know? it's a sectional yes. church pew. <laughs> but you had it nicely upholstered, yeah. so you're not sitting there on a hard church right. bench. Yes. You don't have to do penance. <laughs> it's got nice. You don't have to kneel. <laughs> the kneelers are gone. No. But you. But across from that, you have like three folding what would you call those? Like um, uh, vintage theater seats. Vintage mm-hmm. theater seats, but they have the original upholstery, the upholstery which is rose colored. And even back in the day, it was bright red, just like a movie theater. Bright would be. red, but now it's, it's like a dusty, a dusty rose. rose. But Beautiful. the bottoms are vinyl, and the back yes. are velour. Yes. And they've aged. It's so beautiful. It's like this perfect and patina. And the end caps are just stunning. They're very ornate. Scrolled um, uh, steelwork mm-hmm. on there that is beautiful. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you fixed that on top of the wheel well. Yes, because that was my biggest design challenge with those wheel wells. The wheel wells, yes. yeah. Originally, I wanted to have a little like bar top. 
so you could kind of sit at a bar stool and have a drink and watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so much better than that. But once we got a bar stool in there over the wheel, well, I was like, this comes out way too far. There's no way. No so way to walk around. Something like the church pew fit right over the wheel well, mm-hmm. so we had to figure something else like that. Yep. So that. But was, so that was your perfect. your cushion your seats are a little higher. But I like what you did because you took the plumbing pipe yep. and you made a a footrest. Yes. So you sit up there, and your feet wouldn't be hitting the floor. So you got that nice painted white galvanized um, galvanized piping, and it's just like you're sitting at a soda fountain. And yeah, I could just, well, I can't wait to hang out and have a drink there and listen to the band. And then I could say things like, I'm with the band. (laughs) You sure can. You are. (laughs) Oh, it it is so beautiful. I'm going to put all the pictures on the link. Her name is Amelia Airstream. She actually has her own Instagram account, Amelia Airstream. Okay. At Amelia Airstream, and we okay. spell it like ear, like your ear because of music. Okay. So Amelia, E-A-R-S-T-R-E-A-M. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want everyone to go on. Yeah. So I followed you on oh, Pinterest. Yes, I but, just saw that. But I, not on Pinterest, I followed you on Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. But now I'm going to have to follow Amelia. Okay. Yes, Yeah. Please. Because I think, I, I, I love featuring the Airstream because there are people who think, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And I, do you mind if I share how much you paid no, for that? So I think you told me you paid 25 for it but now when people buy that and then they're overwhelmed like oh, I bit off more than I can chew yeah. and I always that say happens. this you know like you've got to know what you're getting into and if you don't have people in your life and you can't do this yourself and you can't afford to take it to someone yes. then maybe you want to go new but if you're a person who's very DIY mm-hmm. you can have something that's so spectacular and special mm-hmm. when you're rolling down the road and that that you must be honked at we and, are yeah. all the time sometimes I think I need to put a little sign up that says like text yeah. you know 440 three to yeah. follow Ruthie you know because it's like you people should. must just be like who is this like what is happening what yeah. is that thing well when you're walking around the fair here mm-hmm. and it's it's a gorgeous day you look like somebody Ruthie oh, <laughs> like, so I, I saw you walk by and I thought she must be somebody oh. <laughs> well at the fair here we see all the editors and people who mm-hmm. wrote books I've met so many fun people this weekend yeah. but I saw you and I thought okay I gotta find out who that is oh, you're so sweet. got that whole style thing oh. going so tell me about your personal oh, yeah. style sure. Ruthie because I love your clothing and you have a partnership and and it's a perfect one with farmhouse frocks which is my friend lena and i love i love lena lena's gonna style me later today oh my gosh you're gonna look so cute she's gonna do me up girl camper style so tell me about how you came to know lena because your look is beautiful thank you so much it's feminine yes very and very and, country. Yes, but it's not flat. It, no. You're you're beautiful. It's very conservative. Yes, it's conservative. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you don't have the girls out like my no, mom. My girls stay tucked in. <laughs> my, my son came home from a high school dance one day, and I said, "I was a dance," and he said, "Oh God, Mom, everybody had their high beams on." Oh no! You know? oh, <laughs> Which my son heard that. my son was very shy, and he's like, doesn't know where to look. Yeah. You know, and he's like, "Oh God, oh, I just want everybody had their high beams on." But that your is look so is so feminine and Thank beautiful. You. Tell me about you and Lena. Yes, so um, I actually met Lena in the, the, oh, it's just such a fun story. So the girl who actually upholstered and designed my um, little settee. Your beautiful settee. I found it on um, Craigslist for 80 bucks, and I thought, I could do this. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what a project that was going to be. And I posted a picture to Facebook, and I said, all right, well, I bought this for 80 bucks, and I'm going to try to figure out how to to upholster this thing. You know, like, you can Google anything. I'm sure I can figure it out. Yeah, YouTube, I love it. Yes, and Christy Stone, who um, has a festival 
kind of like Country Living Fair. It's an outdoor vintage marketplace called the Strawberry Patch. Okay. Um, she is that in Nashville? It is. It's right outside Nashville. Okay. An annual event? Yes, yes. Okay. I think biannually. I think she okay. twice a year. It's a wonderful, wonderful. Place. Okay. The Strawberry um, Festival. Yeah, strawberry, okay. I'm going to look that one up. I think it's Strawberry Patch. Strawberry, strawberry Patch. patch. Okay. okay. So we were looking for a. Um, you know, when we were filming the show, we wanted a little outing where I w- took some of my girlfriends shopping for vintage stuff for the Airstream. And I found this Strawberry Patch Festival, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. It's out on the farm, and they have some vintage RVs and a vintage bug, and just everything is stunning. She really just fixes it up gorgeous. Okay. You should really go. Uh, well, yes. I, I, you got as that. you're talking, I'm writing this down. I got when it. The Strawberry look, Patch, Nashville, Christy. Facebook pictures. Okay. They are to die for. This farm is stunning. So I looked it up and I was like, this is where we need to go. You know, so we went out there and I met with Christy and she was so sweet. And so I posted this picture later of this settee mm-hmm. and she said, I think you should let me upholster that for you. And I okay. said, okay, okay, I'm happy to have one less thing to do with this ear yeah. So she took it and we worked back and forth on the fabrics and it's very drop cloth and ticket Oh, I love it. And it's just it's it's a, it's a, it's a. A combination of all different kinds of mm-hmm. complementary yeah, fabrics. Kind of like a patchwork ticking stripe thing. It's right, really, I love it. Really sweet. Mm-hmm. So, Christy knows Lena from Strawberry Patch, and um, Lena had said to her, "I want to find a country singer to wear my clothes." It was a goal that she mm-hmm. had set. And Christy said, "Well, I know this girl Ruthie Collins, and she would just die for this stuff, you know, because because it was your look already." Style, yes. Yeah. Um, just like to the tenth degree, yeah. right? You know. Yeah. So um, Lena Facebooked me and she said, "Is it okay if I send you some clothes?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure." You know. Yeah. So um, she sent me some clothes in the mail, and I just, oh my gosh, my friends make fun of me all the time. They call my look grandma chic. Grandma yes. chic. And um, this except is you don't look like a grandma in it. Yes. Because I'm so obsessed with doilies. Doilies and, and lace doilies and lace all over my house, right? So all of a sudden I get sent a beautiful. Doily vest, a stunning. You were wearing like, that today. Yes. It's so pretty. And I was like, this is just stunning, stunning, and it's all handmade here in America by Amish seamstresses, yeah. all handcrafted. Every. So let's tell that little story about Lena. So Lena's uh, Lena's actually coming on the show. So I'm not going to tell too much, but I love this little part. She grew up in Pennsylvania, and she has the Amish there make her clothes, and when they're sewing them, they say a little prayer for whoever the person is who's going to wear them. So each little frock comes with a prayer. I love it. (laughs) It's so sweet there. So I met, um, oh gosh, so she sent me these clothes and we started, you know, keeping in touch online and um, this past summer I was playing a show about three hours away from the store and bless my sweet band's heart, I said Mm -hmm. we are going to Farmhouse Frocks. Yeah. You know, because it's up in Ohio and I don't, you know, I play that part of the country maybe a few times a year and I didn't know when I'd be back and I said, we're doing this. Yeah. So we drove there and we met up with Lena and met her daughters and had this delicious meal at the studio and I just fell in love with those women. They have become family to me and I've flown up to Ohio twice now to do photo shoots for their line and... It's just, yeah. it's amazing. And they just opened their new store in yes, Sarasota. Sarasota. I'm yeah. so proud of them. They work so hard. I shared her Vimeo on Camp Like a Girl, and it got so many shares. I put it on my Camp Like a Girl Facebook page, and it was one of the most shared things I ever put. I mean, it was hundreds. Yes, it was it's just, it, so many people love yes, that. Style and is just her story is so nice. So, you guys have a great partnership, and I mean, I, I think you're very complimentary to each other. You're, you're, that makes sense. 
friends. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here at the Country Living Fair, and I've got my Airstream, my Argosy, parked right in her booth. Yeah. So it's like the shiny white Airstream with a farmhouse interior with the farmhouse frocks. And oh, yeah. We are and you girls are having so much out. fun oh, this are, weekend. We are. Yeah. So it's been great. Well, I am looking forward to following you, Thank Ruthie. You. And I, I loved, I listened to all your music Thank last you night, so and... Um, you're so talented Thank and so you. pretty and so everything, so and I'm sweet. so excited to have met you today. Oh, and so nice to we're meet you when too. we leave here now, we're going to go and we're going to take the Go RVing team yes. over. That everyone They're wants to see your trailer, yes. and, and, and you can follow along at RuthieCollinsMusic.com. Yes, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, we're constantly. And are you RuthieCollins.com? I'm RuthieCollinsMusic.com. Ruthie Collins and I'm going to put all of these links in the show notes so people don't have to think too hard about it and thank you so much for coming on today and best of luck on your upcoming you and I are going to be doing we're going camping in March March 2017 you already put it on your calendar and I'm not going to say what that event is yet because it's still it's coming together but it's going to be great right it's going to be epic it's going to be it is going to be epic girl camping weekend extraordinaire March save that date okay thank you Ruthie thanks for coming on I want to thank my special guest Ruthie Collins it was lovely meeting you Ruthie and I cannot wait until we go to Waco together and camp like a girl that's going to be the best campfire sing-along we've had to date I just have a feeling I also want to thank my producer, Stephanie Puglisi, for putting this show together. Stephanie and her husband can be heard every week on Friday on the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast. They can also be heard on Wednesdays on Campground of the Week, which is the third show in the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast network. I would like to thank my sponsor for Progressive Insurance for bringing this show to all of you. I'll be back next week, and I'll tell you all about what happened with the weather in Davis, West Virginia. Fingers crossed, please. (laughs) See you next week. Bye-bye.